0: Let's
1: do this! Hello and welcome to Grid Talk, the weekly RC racing podcast with your host, myself, Russell Lee, and as always, the fantastic Chris Bowden. How you doing, Chris? I'm not doing too bad, mate, yourself? Yeah, I'm all right, man. It was the Euros for you?
0: Ah, uh,
2: good, good, but... Not as good as our first guest.
1: No, but our first guest is going to have to wait because I've got to thank the sponsors. So, Go. a massive thank you to CML Distribution, Schumacher Racing and Wheel Speed, the companies that keep us in every week and lovingly throw us some prizes at Christmas. Who's going to, ent- who's going to introduce him? Is it going to be you or is it going to be me? Can I introduce him because I've been practising this all day? Have
2: you? So, you want to introduce the reigning, defending
1: two-wheel drive european champion tommy hall i did yes but um yeah,
2: i'll let
3: you do it
1: ladies and gentlemen the 2022 two-wheel drive european champion tommy hall hey guys how, how you we doing? Doing? How you doing? How you doing how does that sound mate is it, sun- <sighs> is it sunk in yet
3: it's starting to it sounds damn good to be fair like <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: Have, yeah. have, you, have you told anyone? I mean, obviously, friends. We all know, but have you told like, people at college or teachers or you know? Have they been? Were, were they all there waving flags up when you came back in on Monday?
3: A few, a few friends know. A couple teachers know, but not not that many, to be fair.
1: No way, man. No way. I'd be shouting from the uh, shouting from the rooftops like that time I would take you around to round the West Mid- Regional. I'd be like, "Hey, have you heard this? Hey, mate." <laughs> Humble. I'd have
2: had T-shirts made.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Humble to the end mate, so what's it like then mate, talk, talk talk to us about it, talk to us about the meeting as well I think.
3: Well, I don't know where to start really, it was, it was a great meeting to be fair, the track was, I'm not bo I'm definitely not biased but the layout was absolutely brilliant, I love the track, it looked really good with all the infill and that and it was a, yeah it's just a good fun week really in, in, in total
1: yeah Did you, it's, it's weird you say you, you you like the track because you know everyone was saying like Bruno Coelho for example was saying it was the hardest track he'd ever driven on <laughs> maybe he doesn't race in the UK a lot I don't know
3: I think I think to be honest we, we do have some of the some of the toughest tracks in this country because I think a lot of them in Europe are quite quite flat at times I don't really know to be honest but I think we do have a lot of like you know Kiddermis is pretty tough yeah and there's, there's some tough tracks yeah but yeah it's quite it is a really good try
1: how did you find the grip
3: uh it was it was just nice it wasn't too high it wasn't super sandy and low it, we didn't get too much we, well, we avoided the rain all week really so the grip was just that lovely that lovely grip where you, you can't be a maniac because your grip were all. yeah but yeah it was just a really nice grip level really
1: perfect like Coventry <laughs> it's just <different>. right <Yeah>, exactly ah <laughs> oh, class man so I mean, jokingly, the last time we had you on, we were like, "Are you going to win the, the Euros?" And you were like, "Yeah, of course I am." What were your thoughts actually going into the meeting? Were you like, "I'm I'm I'm going to win this," or were you thinking top five, top three? I'll be happy with the podium. What were your thoughts going into the meeting?
3: The goal, the goal was definitely top ten, just to make the A. You know, that's that's always the, the target at, at my kind of level. But I knew deep down that I can be. Michael, I can beat Neil. I can beat all these people when I have a a really good day. Yeah. So I knew I could do well, but I mean, the warm up we struggled a little bit. We we still did well, but we we didn't really gel straight in at the warm up. So, and then looking at the people on the heat sheet, like it's unbelievable, really. To just looking at that, I was like, I've got no chance of making the A. But yeah, it was it was definitely one of them that was just just try and scrape the back of the A. But yeah. Yeah, I think
2: when we worked it out, was there something like twenty in the A final? There was twenty-two or twenty-four European titles and five world titles. If you counted yeah, everybody,
3: like done. twenty-five. Crazy, if you count yours, <laughs> it's, a, so, it's unbelievable to think there's because there was a lot of people who hadn't made an A as well before. So yeah, just Neil and Bruno carrying the uh, carrying all that. Yeah yeah
2: it was uh, it was it was really good and
3: just to watch
2: it I suppose did it make it more special to to win it on your own turf like you know England win the World Cup at home kind of thing
3: yeah 100% it's it it feels more special when it's you know in your home country and that I think if I'd have won it you know in in, like say that last year I was in Italy it wouldn't it wouldn't have been the same uh, because there's just less people there um so yeah, it, it did feel very special to be fair.
1: It was crazy, man, how, how people were rooting for you. Like when we were watch, watching the finals, if other people like first, second and third made 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 up a place or or you know something good happened to them, it wasn't really much murmurings. If you took the lead or something you did something, the whole whole crowd went wild depending, doesn't matter what team they were, everyone was cheering for you, mate.
3: It was super cool to be fair. Like the, the it was just a great atmosphere, like the the noise when I, I finished across the line in the last leg it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. To be fair, it was brilliant.
1: Yeah. yeah, I was cheering you on in the first leg, and Chris elbowed me in the side. Just shut up,
0: shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leave him. <laughs> yeah,
2: but um, yeah, I mean, was it the? It was the second leg, wasn't it? Where um, you pulled off? Was it that overtake? Yeah. Was that the second leg?
3: That was uh, um, the second leg, yeah. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, I'm guessing people have watched the videos, I don't know, but you, you came through the rhythm section, didn't you? And we said, it's always funnier you joke about jumping over people, but in this sense, you you hit the inside line and jumped under Michael, didn't you?
3: That's the one. you got to pull out the new tricks at the Euro, isn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you, him, you certainly have, mate. You
2: can't let him get too settled. Um. But no, it was... And there was a little bit of controversy. Wasn't there? Um, I think, was it Michael protested it and put a protest in, but it got thrown
4: out?
3: Yeah, Michael wasn't happy with it, but, I mean... Well... I he's... Think... You know, it is what it is, really, in that sense. It's exactly the same as his move on Neil at Bowen. Um, so... Yeah. No, yeah. I,
2: I, thought it, I thought it was, you know, totally fair. It was just good, good racing. Um, so, obviously, you... You won the first leg. Marcus Kerrup won the second leg. So going into the third leg, um, due to a stellar drive from Jamie in the first leg, there was only three people that could win it, weren't there? That was yourself, Marcus and Jamie.
3: Yeah, that's crazy that is. I couldn't believe it's really... Like, even when we're 1 2, me and Jamie uh, at a regional or, or a Silverstone or something, it, it's like, oh my God, we're 1 2, this is amazing. Doing yeah. it at Euros in that first place, <laughs> I just but, could not believe it. Uh, we, we, <laughs> yes.
1: we, we all know you've got a habit of like, watching other people's cars on the track. Like, you know, your dad's told me in the past you you, you were watching Jamie's car while you were running, going, do something wrong with his car through there or whatever. What was it like on the first final when he appeared when he appeared behind you? You're like, what's going on here? Do you were you thinking it was the, it was someone else's car or what?
3: I could see a yellow and black car, and I was like, "There's no way that's Jamie. Like, who's got a yellow? There's no way that's him." And then I was like, "That's Jamie! Like, what? What on earth has <laughs> happened here? Like, I, I was it was absolutely incredible, really yeah. to be fair." And, Fair play to him. He he drove up to the back of me as well, really. So
1: well, we were thinking. We were, I was like, "Is he gonna have a go or not?" Did Did he talk about it afterwards? Was he thinking about sticking one up the inside, or was he just, or, or was he did he not? What was his thoughts on it?
3: Yeah, well, I, he said, which is what I would have done if I was in issues, is sort of sit behind, but not obviously if there's a a chance for an overtake. You go for it but not not try and force yeah. anything wait, you're waiting
0: for 30, you wait for the
1: last 30 waiting for the last 30 40 seconds yeah. yeah yeah you did
3: just waiting. sort of wait for an error and that. So yeah so how much
2: um, different did it feel obviously if there was anybody in that grid that you wanted as a rear gunner in second to kind of protect you without doing anything stupid when you finally made that realization you're like oh, yes that's jamie did that lift a little bit of the pressure off? Because we all knew that, you know, Marcus's car coming up behind anybody in that event, it, he was driving it like a raging bull, wasn't he? It was just aggression all out.
3: Yeah, he was certainly uh, putting some hot laps into to close the gap and that. But honestly, when, when I realised it was Jamie behind me and everyone started clapping, like, that is the singular most nervous I've ever been in my life. Like it, it got the worst. The nerves got worse at that point. I don't know why. I think it's because when I watch Jamie, I get just as nervous as when I'm running as well. So it's kind of like double nerves. Like I, I, I don't want to cock myself up, and I don't want him to cock up either. So yeah. it kind of like adds together almost. So, yeah, yeah. So obviously, you've won the first.
2: You know, feeling a bit high. What were you thinking? What were you thinking going into the second? Did you obviously you knew it was possible, but what were you thinking? Was it still that oh, is it gonna happen? Is it not?
3: Yeah, it's weird. You win the first leg like, and you you just automatically think, I've gotta do it now. It's there, it's like you can smell it almost. But uh yeah the- <laughs> I mean, the first leg went went pretty good. I just went into the second leg with the same kind of mindset. Try and get a nice little gap on the first first lap or two. Let him put the ball in his court, really. Let him try and push on and and try and catch and make the mistake. But it didn't work like that because Marcus is... Uh, yeah, you can't just gap Marcus. He uh, he stuck a move on me on the first lap. Uh, it was a good little race, to be fair. We got past each other a couple of times and I made the mistake. And then... Uh, obviously got past Michael on the last lap. So I was kind of, I was super happy that I'd, I got that move on Michael because I I knew that I'd put him out of the run for the win. Sorry, Michael. But uh, yeah, so it kind of was like, no, nah, it's a good leg. I did, I did all right, but I didn't do what I wanted to do. And then before the third leg, I was kind of sitting there like, ex- just accepting second. I was like, just preparing for the worst, really. But uh, yeah, I kind of thought, We'll just go all all out attacking the last leg then uh, we'll just we'll just i just thought if I leave everything on the line, then I know I'm happy no matter what happens um and yeah, it, it worked pretty good in the last leg so. yeah
2: it did i liked um I quite like the, the there's a picture floating around, isn't there on the uh on the the various facebook pages um obviously, there was only you and Marcus got through for. Like the extra trip round the track, wasn't there? So all the others had finished and pulled over and everybody's watching you and Marcus just battling it out on this like mental last lap. Marcus has a little bit of um a bobble, which gives you a, a nice healthy lead for a lap like all you've got to do is keep it on the track. And you look at it, and Josh Holdsworth, who, you know, well spoiler <laughs> alert, is our next guest. Um He's there waiting to jump on you because he was stood next on the rostrum and he was the first person to sort of stick his arm around you, wasn't he?
3: Well, I hadn't even finished. I was about a corner and a bit away from the finish, and he like grabbed me round the round the back, and I was like, "Flipping gosh Josh, not yet. No, I'm not finished yet." But that was <laughs> uh, that was so cool. That to be fair, it yeah. was a uh, that was a nervy last lap. I, I really didn't want anyone close me on that last mm-hmm. lap. I just wanted to wheeze up, you know, just leave gaps or everything, but
1: everyone was on your yeah, shoulder it's... for the last lap mate you could tell as so, soon as you crossed the line the place went wild because everyone was just waiting you know what I mean that last lap was like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got to say though Rupp, um Rupp first of all what a move he pulled on that hairpin over that um, that tabletop and then secondly we all noticed that you were a lot tighter on that corner every lap since after that
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean he had to be the, the, he's, he just, he's an absolute super he talent, just came
1: Marcus. out of nowhere didn't he
3: yeah, I'm to, I really wasn't expecting him to... I don't really know how he did it. I watched it back and like, it's just like... like You click your fingers, he's just through. It's like, yeah. geez. <laughs> good move, to be fair. It was really a really good overtake, so... Yeah. But
2: when all was said and done, it didn't matter, did it?
3: No, exactly. So, yeah. You know. All that matters is getting them two wins at the end of the day, so... Yeah. So...
2: What was the, what's the feeling like after it is? Is it relief? Is it excitement? Is it, you know, are you just running around looking for like, obviously your mom, your dad, Jamie. What what is the first sort of instinct when you win a, a Euros?
3: Well, it was pretty much everything you said there. Every every kind of emotion at the same time, and it's just like, it, it's just crazy. It's just it's weird. You just like everyone you see is like good job, man. It's just like. It's so cool to to win a race like that, and uh, yeah, I, I don't really know. Yeah, find fine woman f- dad pretty quick, but I had to do a an interview with uh, RCTV first, which is, I just wanted to go and celebrate. Yeah, <laughs> but
2: yeah, I don't know. yeah. I mean, I remember I was walking back to the British tent. Um, I think you were doing your interview at the time, and I'm walking back to the British tent, and sort of halfway between the track and the uh, the door to the track. I want to embarrass Jamie now. There was just Jamie stood with nobody else around him for like 30 foot. And he's just stood there literally crying his eyes out. And I thought that's such a cool thing. So I went to shake his hand and he just kind of dived on me for a hug. And I was like, mate, go and get your brother. Go on. And then um, <laughs> it was quite cool to see how much it meant to Jamie as well that, that you won. it. it almost seemed like it meant more to him.
3: I mean, yeah, it, it's a complete team effort, to be fair. He, he does all the work on the cars. He gets he gets everything. Well, and Dad as well, to be fair. He does all all the the, the labour on my cars, and then one with yeah. the tyres as well. So, but yeah, it's it's a complete team effort. So it, he does he does feel responsible for how well I do because it, it's normally his setups and stuff like that. So I give him a bollocking in if the car's crap. But uh, but yeah, and obviously the car was absolutely amazing. So he. <laughs> it was kind of his win as well as mine
1: in a sense just so the listeners yeah. know we are not discriminating Jamie ditched us to go to the gym tonight so, <laughs> just, so just so you he know he did <laughs> yeah no no it's class mate. it's class he's getting uh, ready for the next Euros already yeah it was quite funny when you dashed your dad with champagne because he was stood there in front of you and he was like look, giving you the look like don't you dare <laughs> and you just launched at him with the bottle off <laughs> it's a good yeah. job you missed Yeah, it was classmate. It was really good. The
2: important question was why did you choose your dad and not your mum?
3: Well, he was stood
1: there.
3: So I just went, (laughs) I was like, oh, you want a bit of champagne, won't you? And then just straight over his head. I don't know.
1: (laughs) He didn't do Um, do his mum, mate, because he knows how to pick his battles. Even at a young age of 16, he knows how to pick pick the battles. That's right. That's cool. (laughs) So, where did you celebrate then on the night?
3: Went to Pizza Hut with Ben Smith. <laughs> you set the at trophy. i seven at three.
1: Did you take the trophy?
3: No. Nah, oh come I on, Tommy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we've given you the media training. Now we've got to show you how to gloss, haven't we? Yeah, <laughs> 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 brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Um, so what's what's next for you then, mate? Uh,
3: national stop for two weeks' time. That should that should be a. Uh, uh, that should hopefully be a good weekend. I, yeah. We don't really know that track very well, to be honest. So it'll be, it should, it'll be a tough weekend. But, I mean, not it's it's a lot of people's struggle around there. So it should be an interesting weekend for sure.
2: So it's Schumacher territory down there, isn't it?
3: It sure is, yeah. It sure is. Yeah, so
2: have you got the decals made for the side of the van yet that say 2022 <laughs> European champion on board? I like that idea. <laughs>
3: After to, to, look
1: a little bad,
2: that's uh, that sorted, yeah. You know, how uh, you've got like you know, how you uh you vinyl cut the uh the sticker on the back of the number plate on your on the race, van that says Hall Brothers RC. Yeah, you know, need to add that like 2022 little gold star next to it. <laughs>
1: that look cool, that man. So, do you walk back into the pits and look at Neil and go, oi, I'm number one there."
3: exactly? <laughs> I did. I didn't really because the, the guy's an absolute legend like, I don't know how many euros he's got but I've got one and he's got what 11. Quite... 11 no he's got no
1: he's got he needs one Drescher. more to make he needs one to, more to make a double figure so he, yeah he must have 9 yeah, he's Got nine. nine. Yeah. Lee
2: Martin's on 7 it's like it goes up in 2 so Lee's yeah. on 7 Neil's yeah. on 9 Drescher's on 11
1: yeah but, um, but Drescher likes to let everyone know his first Euros win was a double
3: <laughs> yeah. oh that's good that.
0: that's strong <laughs>
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, but no, it was, mate. It was awesome to see, and uh, I think everybody there was just so proud to see you do it, and so happy for you.
3: Yeah, it was. It was. It was a great, a great, a great atmosphere. To be fair, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, you worked hard. You worked hard for it, mate. And you, you know what I mean. It's, it's, it's. It's you're not it's like an overnight success. It's been been going for ten years, sort of thing, is it? You know, so well done. Yeah, sure. well done. All right, mate, we're going to go and get Josh Holdsworth on now. Um, is there anything you want us to say to him for, from you being European champion and all? Oh, Ask
3: him why he's so good at karting.
1: You're the third person that said that to me. I've put, really? I've, I've asked Ben Smith and Ken Ackroyd, Ben's loads of questions, who's this kid, you know, what can we know about him? And they all said the, the first thing they all replied with was, asking him why he's so good at karting. <laughs>
3: To be fair, he's not as good as Luke at carrying, but he's, he's bloody good at carrying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Classmate. All right then, dude, do you want to thank anyone for, we let you go, friends, family, sponsors, mum and dad, anyone in particular?
3: Uh, yeah, I'd like to thank, uh, Team Associated, Reedy, CML, uh, Factory Team, Rudog, FF Racing, um, that's, that's probably more, but that's just what I can get off the top of my head. Uh, obviously mum and dad and Jamie and Neil and Craig and Brent and, uh, and everyone, really. So, yeah. Cheers, guys.
1: Nice one, cool man. Right, I'm gonna phone Josh now. Here we go. With my creaking chair. Um, Tommy, you'll have to hang up at your end, dude. All right.
3: All right. See you. Guys. See you later, later.
1: That's right.
3: Tommy,
2: See you later, mate. Bye bye. And it looks like exactly the same time. Josh has joined and Tommy's left. How are you doing, Josh? I'm good, thanks to you. Yeah, not too bad, mate. Recovered from last week. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You're getting there. Right, so. For the listeners at home, obviously this is Josh Holdsworth, um, races for Schumacher RC, um, multiple-time national A-finalist and now a European A-finalist as well, so that's our second A-finalist this week, bringing you nothing but the best mm. guests.
1: Kind of a big deal now, Josh, eh? I'm
4: getting there. I'm getting there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, class one. So, what do you want to do, Chris? Do you want to do this is your life first or do you want to talk a bit about the Euros first? Which way you want to go? Um,
2: I'll, well, leave it up to Josh. Do you want to go from the start, Josh, or do you want to start with last week and work our way back? I can go from the start. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, cool. I'm assuming you've listened before. You know what this is. Your life is. Yeah. Um Take it away, mate. Let us know how you got started.
4: Um, so I started when I was, I think I was seven, um, and it was pretty much. My uncle used to race, like twenty some eight years ago i don't know and um so we already sort of knew about it and then luke ended up just buying like a cheap ready to run sort of thing um and because my granddad already knew about it and stuff he took us to a track and that's pretty much it so that's why we sort of do it with my granddad instead because he already had this like starting knowledge all right that's quite cool so can you
2: remember what that car was or what track it was?
4: I know, well, our first track was very. It was some, I think it was like a Strada XB or something. Alright, no, yeah, I think Strada is still out. So yeah,
1: it's like, it's like an RTR, a little RTR car, 10th in it.
2: Yeah. So, how long did it take for you to really get the bug?
4: Um. Like I mean, we we both loved it straight away as soon as we did it. Um, I think it Luke Luke did it for about six months before I started, um, just because I didn't have a car and he sort of did it. And then when he got his next, I think he got a B four point one as his first car, and then I got his sort of hand down of, of the Strada. So did you beat him with his old car? <laughs> Probably not for the first. Uh, four or five years. I don't think I beat Luke once. He was just... He was much better.
2: All right. Is Luke
4: older than you then? Yeah, Luke's 21 now. So he's three years older. All right, okay. So
2: how long before you sort of upgraded to uh, to your first kind of race spec car? So
4: I think maybe... I don't know, a few months after I first got the sort of ready-to-run thing, I got a B4.1 as well. So we both ran. They were still ready to run, but it was more, you know, like a step up. Um, So we sort of just ran them at, like, club days and just, like, indoor meetings. We didn't do much, you know, competitively uh, for a while. Right. So just clubbies, maybe the odd light regional. Yeah, I think my first regional series. I think I just finished like F five, like it was like bottom final every time. So yeah, it wasn't much. wasn't too special.
1: So when did the switch flick then? What was the did did you and your brother progress at the same speed or was your brother out there for a while until you you know you both you both both ended up the pretty much the same speed now, didn't you?
4: Yeah, well, he I don't know for yeah he was. He was quite a bit better for the first... So we, we had the Associated for, I think, four years. Um, and Luke had, like, a drive with CMO and stuff. I wasn't sponsored. Um and I think it was after the first Robin Hood Euros that uh, we switched. We went to Team C. We both got offered deals there. Um and it was still at that point he was like much better. I I don't think I was beating him anywhere to be honest. Yeah. So
2: team C, you'd have been running. Was it was it Craig Collinson was running those for quite a while?
4: Yeah, we had. Well, the first year we went, um, it was like quite a big team. I think it was like Alex Springer was the team manager, and we had um, like Crompton and. Craig and we had quite a few people um, and then the year after everyone left and we sort of just stayed there for a few years but um, I, no I think Team C was like the we progressed quite a lot with them I went from sort of I can't remember maybe ERF final at National to sort of C final maybe scraping a B I mean that's still not shabby because I mean if we
2: look back now with the team would you have said Team Um, see cars were as were they up to that really or do you think maybe you guys were sort of it was you guys sort of making them look good
4: well I I don't think they were quite they were they weren't bad cars they were just it took a lot to maintain them like after a meeting you know during the week I think my granddad would sort of pretty much strip down everything because you'd have things go after every meeting and stuff. They just weren't, they were like a good, they, were, they weren't They were a bad design. They were just not the best quality. Yeah. Um. And obviously, you had uh,
2: some good help in that team. You liked, like you say, Craig Collins and Springer. Do you think that was quite like, important in how you learnt about the cars and what you wanted? Because, Obviously, to get to the level that you're at now, there had to be quite a steep learning curve, didn't there? Really?
4: Yeah, it's, I think I think having Craig because we worked like really closely with Craig. Because once after that first year, um, once people did leave, it was sort of literally me, Luke, and Craig. Um, yeah. So yeah, we we did like maybe one or two national series with just us and Craig and sort of. I think his his trademark was just not crashing. You know, he was never the quickest driver. He just never crashed. So we sort of we learned. I think we learned quite a bit from Craig. I made my first national A final with Team C. So yeah,
2: yeah. No, that- no. They were they were quite good cars, really, weren't they? They weren't they weren't a bad a bad car to to have. But and what point then did you sort of think right? we've kind of hit the limitations of these cars. We need to be looking for a drive elsewhere with a better race package.
4: Well, I think um it was it was it was just because like of the development really, I mean I think we'd got given um like a brand new steering set or something. The first race that me and Luke ran it, uh we both bent it or snapped it and that we we realized at that point that it wasn't wasn't the best thing so i think the year after i made my first national day at Stockport, um we would decide it was between associated and schumacher and we we went with schumacher interesting
2: and what car was that the the KF the rear wheel the rear belt car was it at the time uh the KC. It yeah, was, it was AC.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. so what was what was the appeal of the Schumacher over the of the, over the associated?
4: Um, I just I think for us, because after being with Team C, um where there was pretty much no UK team, as I said it was just like us and Craig. Um because Schumacher had such like you know, you get a lot of support, um the cars are really good. So we, I think that just sort of um, enticed us.
2: Yeah. No, I mean they are they they're good cars, and you you and Luke both are, you know, you're pretty rapid with them. Um, So you've you've won a couple of nationals now. You're getting a bit a bit quicker. Um, Euros, I suppose, is the next step, isn't it for you?
4: (laughs) I think. I don't know. That's that's quite far off. It's sad.
2: Yeah, no, I, I mean, tending Euros. Like, you, this, um, Robin Hood wasn't your first, was it?
4: No, so we've done... Uh, so the original, the first Robin Hood was our first Euros and then we did uh, Pinerolo in Italy after that and then we did Reims in France after
2: that. Yeah. The, we tried to forget about Reims. Was it as bad for you as it was for everybody
4: else? Yeah, it was terrible. I couldn't stand it. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, up so, in the... Uh, the so, you, you know, well, obviously you, you race with your brother all the time. Um, how do you work out, set up? Is the one of you better than the other? Is the one of you that you know, so if you go practicing for the day, for example, do you use anything specific you work on? Um, How, how how does your little team work? Should I say?
4: So we just, when I'm at a practice day, I mean, I'm not very good with self, like compared to Luke, Luke's really good. You know, he's, he knows what he's doing. He's quick and stuff. So I just sort of, I always try and set my cards up to be like as easy as possible. Um, so I always find that that's like a, a good starting setup for a race, and then if I need more speed, I can, you know, dial that in, and make it a bit more aggressive and stuff like that.
1: So what are you like? Um, but if you if you say if you went practicing for the day, um, what would you do? Would you just go do laps, or um, would you, would you, you know, so we've got. Well, I'm going to try this kick up now and then try change it for something else or you just turn laps?
4: Well, so we, I don't see a lot of, like, use in just doing laps and laps. So we usually just try and either, you know, if we have, like, a few things in mind to change, we, we always try them or um, I usually do, like, two batteries. Um, so I'll change something. I'll do a battery where I go... Um, like trying to do a five-minute run, consistent, and I do a second battery where I just do like as many quick laps as possible, so I can see, you know, if I can go quick and I can go consistent with the with the cell.
1: Yeah. Do you do you do the factory ever send you any new parts to test?
4: Um. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Sometimes we get some things, but. Not, you, not too
1: often. Have you had anything interesting that, that's now on the car, like you know, you were testing last year or whatever? Is there anything you've tested and thought, yeah, that was, that's an improvement that's ended up making onto onto the production car?
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've got some some things on on the car at the moment that's that are going really well that new have I've developed. So yeah, I mean, it's going good pass. us let's,
2: let's find the pictures of uh, Josh's car and see <laughs> if we can figure
1: out what they are. <laughs> yeah, that's classmate. So let's let's talk a bit about the Euros. Um, you you were pitted in good company. I see you were you were next to Princess Jason Green <laughs> opposite Bowden in the you know, um, it was like a it was like a who's who of the um, nineties RC. You know that
4: did you know
1: did you know Princess the guy who sat next to you who was like 5th in the Euros back in the day no I didn't he
4: he
2: made a D final in the world
1: he he once finished (laughs) 2nd to Cliff Lett in a B final (laughs) at the Reedy Racing Wolverhampton (laughs)
0: Jesus
1: (laughs) no no yeah no he's a good man he's good He, he spoke very highly of you actually mate he said you were a really nice young man is what he said
4: no it was yeah it was it was nice fitting with some you know some different faces because we're just used to I
1: was playing with the same people at nationals and stuff so. yeah I, I, mean, I, I was I was only there for finals day and the atmosphere was so relaxed in there you know I mean I know probably because yeah. all the hard work had been done and it was just like you know um, but yeah everyone, everyone was really really chilled out you know and everyone was happy you know sometimes you walk into a pit and people just bury their head under the cap I oh, know I'm one for it <laughs> you know when you're trying to make eye kind who can I talk to you? sort of thing um, but yeah but it was really good it was really good
4: yeah I think um I think people on the whole were happy, to be honest. It was just, even if you weren't doing too well, it was a nice sort of experience. So.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: I think it's a, it's a nice change, isn't it? Because you go to a national or like, I don't know, even say like the MKGP, it's still everybody pitting in your race teams, isn't it? But with this, everybody was pitting as like Great Britain. So it made it sort of like really, it brought everybody quite close together. I thought it was nice.
4: Yeah, I mean it's you know people who you wouldn't usually you know work with and and you know spend time with and stuff because you're usually focused you know with your own like Schumacher or uh, associated or whatever. It's it's nice. It everyone sort of comes together. Yeah, it was it was re- it was really good. And no, I like
2: I know Jason spoke uh, spoke very highly of you, and it's really the first time I'd spoken to you properly for. Well, ever, and you know, I was quite, you know, I was really impressed at how you came across you and Luke, and you know, you you've become quite an asset to the Schumacher guys, and you know, and I know I know and that all are very happy with how you guys represent the brand as
4: well. Yeah, I mean, we we try our best to sort of you know represent Schumacher and Hobbywing as best we can, but you're obviously going to get you know certain days where you're not driving well or. Your head's not in it and stuff like that, so he's trying to limit yeah. them as much as possible.
1: Did you make any changes yeah. to your car through the uh, through the qualifying for two wheel drive?
4: Uh, no, so I I started practice um, and I had my sort of setup that I had that I'd finished on from the warm up, which I knew was pretty good anyway because we tested it um, on test days. Um. So yeah, the car was the car was good from practice. Uh we didn't I think maybe we made a few changes in practice, interceding, but not much. And then once qualifying started, my first two qualifiers weren't good at all. I think they're like a twenty seven and a thirty eight or something, so
1: was that from crashes yeah. or just not driving fast enough or being yeah, too it careful?
4: Was just, it was I think it was just me. I wasn't driving how I should have driven. It was I was pushing way too hard. I thought I had to be, you know, much quicker than I actually needed to be and stuff. So I sort of knew it was me. Um, so we didn't change the car after the first two. We sort of just left it because I knew the car was pretty good. Um, and then in the third and the fourth, I got, you know, cut right. out the crashes and got some better scores.
1: Yeah. What did that put you? Where did that put you on the grid?
4: I started fourth on the grids in the eighth. Final.
1: That's pretty good going, that is, mate. Was, that, was that did that come as a shock? <laughs> you know.
4: Yeah, going so, in, I was, I was expecting to, if I had a sort of a good meeting to sort of scrape it, you know, eighth or ninth, something like that. Um, but yeah, it was. I got four and a two, I think. So that was yeah. I didn't expect. Yeah.
1: Uh, ah.
2: Didn't you? Did you top one of the rounds of? The practice as
4: well um i can't rem- i don't think so i think i think tyler got one didn't he oh and and then ben got one yeah it was yeah,
1: tyler I and ben, was, yeah
0: yeah
4: and, uh, i think i was second or third wasn't something
1: yeah but now I mean, you were voiced tq for oh, you yeah. i love it yeah. <laughs> voiced
2: <TQ. laughs> now i mean you car looked look good all week um but obviously, at the Euros, it's a bit of a different setup, isn't it? So you have your seven—you have seven rounds of practice on the first day, and your last two. It's all seeded by your two fastest consecutive laps, isn't it? Yeah. We yeah. Obviously, we don't do it at nationals. It's five minutes. So, do you change your approach in that? Because for me, I—I I knew I'm not going to be anywhere near the sharp end. So I kind of went, well, screw the two fastest laps. I'm just going to try and build a really nice, fast, safe, five-minute car. And I focused on that. But how for you guys at the sharp end, do you approach it? Do you go for like the two or do you just think, no, I'm just going to set me a
4: five-minute car that's rapid? So we don't, me, me and Luke, we didn't change um, anything cell wise you know, going into the seeding. But I definitely probably, you know, had it in my mind that I had to go for the two laps instead of just driving around as like a normal five minute run because yeah we sort of realised from the warm up that um, you know seeding in like one of the quick heats was was pretty important because then you sort of you get pulled around um, and it's it's a lot easier to like manage your pace and stuff like that so my aim was to seed into the top um and just do as many quick laps as possible so. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you guys
2: were doing was it twenty-two second laps, or did you manage to dip down into the
4: twenty ones? Oh, I cannot. Is that was that two wheel or four wheel? I think we were two wheel. I, I think was was, yeah, four wheel. Yeah,
2: what was two wheel? Was two wheel faster laps?
4: I can't remember. I'm not. I'm not sure.
2: Because I remember looking at it, you guys are for three laps were like three seconds faster than me and I'm like, how? Oh. Skill mate. Well, yeah. So that means you've been four seconds <laughs> faster than Russ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, so apparently, mate, um, you're the man to beat in a go-kart.
4: That's actually Luke. Luke. Luke was the one who won that one. I couldn't beat Luke.
1: It's, it's, but, so were you second? Yeah, I was. Are uh, you a yeah. voice? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, un, unreal, unreal. Okay. The reason I say this for um, is because I was asked. I was told to ask you about what happened at the cart when we went karting last week. Uh,
4: I'm not too Did something happen?
1: Don't know. <laughs> That's what I've got in my notes. Ask, telling to ask you about the <laughs> carting session last week.
4: <laughs> no, it was just. I think we it was like, well, thirteen of us, something like that. Yeah, because um, we finished early on the Thursday, I think. Um, so we all just went for some food and carton. Just a it was a bit of a break because you get quite repetitive during the week, whereas you just doing just, the same thing, yeah. going back to the hotel and stuff. So,
1: so yeah, was, we was it carnage? Was it competitive?
4: <laughs> yeah it was you can imagine you know 13 racers oh. all going for it so i think tommy tommy didn't have a great time he sort of i think he felt sick or something so he came off and <laughs> yeah i'll drive real cars fast just with the
2: top
0: ones <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Brilliant. Now, these, these are the things you're going to look back on. You know, we keep asking like, old fashioned racers from the '80s about higher car stories. These are going to be. The, these are going to be the story you're going to be telling in in 20 years, mate, to, 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 to your grandkids. <laughs> ah, class. Um right, we won't go into any more in, into any more detail on that then. Um, have, have you got a deal with RC House? I have a famous um, friends over in the Channel um, Yes, we. I've just for uh, stickers, I have a deal. Yeah, cool. Is, is, what, is it just in your name stickers and, you, and you to your race decals, yeah.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, cool. There, um, we had some done from him actually. We had um, some name labels done. They were very good. House. Oh, so. Yeah,
4: they're, yeah, they're good products. Yeah. So obviously
2: back in the UK now then for our competitions what's next for you regionals or stockfold national
4: um so i won't be at stockfold Luca. i'm uh i'm away holiday with my friends so i'll be missing that one um we're not really we're not focusing too much on regionals this year because we don't we don't really need to um, We've done one. I think we might do another, but it won't be enough to count anyway. So it's it's not too big a deal. Sorry, mate. None of the big races are at uh, at <laughs> Where are you going?
1: Um, ho- where are you going on holiday?
4: To coffee, Greece.
1: Oh, very nice. Very nice.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> what what travel problems, eh? Hello. <laughs> So what's, no. it, what's it like racing against your brother, mate? What's it like um, I, I, on the internet when you know when the flag drops and it's you and him on the track in the a final at Southport on a Sunday and the sun's shining? Is it what's the game plan between you? Do you have an unwritten rule always of we don't take each other out or or, or what?
4: No, well. I... Like a Southport club day, we don't really care. You know,
0: it's it's not.
4: It doesn't mean too much. So it's at full blown move. Yeah, pretty much. Me, Luke, and Crompton just sort of taking each other out. It's yeah, it's a laugh. But now at a national, we'll be a bit more. You know, safe. We won't. We won't race each other too hard because if we take each other out, it's not. It's not great for us. It's not great for for Schumacher. So. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously you and paul, like you said earlier
2: they um you sort of were together at team c um and now do you get do you get a bit of help through paul's uh, inside
4: line now um we sort of we sort of just um you know represent him a bit 'cause he's a you know we're we're friendly with him we don't need too much i think if we did need something you know paul would be there we need he'd be able to help us with his shop and stuff. So,
0: yeah, yeah it's just...
1: Have you got any, any RC stuff you do out of racing? Like if you got a basher car that you take down the park or anything like that?
4: Um, I have... We have a few planes. We used to... I know my granddad used to fly planes. Yeah. Um, like quite a while ago in like air shows and stuff. So, I started... Yeah, we started flying planes a bit ago, but don't really get into it too much.
1: It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. And it's not like for me, it's not it's not like a car where if everything's going wrong you just lift off the power. <laughs> With a plane no, you like, yeah. literally control it right the way into the crash. <laughs> literally yeah, control yeah. it. You <laughs> fight all the way into the crash, you put your thumbs on the stick, yeah, it's not nice, is it?
0: The thing is, you've seen
2: how you've seen how much me and Russ crash, so you can imagine how much it cost us in planes.
1: Mate, I tell you what, this plane I've got I've glued <laughs> it back together that many times it's just like a running joke. I've never flattened a battery on it, yet. Yeah, it's always it's, it always goes in before I flat before I've run one battery through it. So I don't know. Um I know it's weird saying this to someone who's like, you know, 18 years old, but have you kept any of your old cars? Have you got like a shelf with cars that, I don't know, like one you won the Zoom Series with or or something like that, or say Zoom round of the Zoom Series?
4: No, so we, no, not really. I mean, I, I didn't really think too much of, like, I mean, when we've been with Schumacher, we've always, you know, we sort of have to give any old car back. Um. Yeah. So, but I'm still running. The, the four wheel drive I have now is the four wheel drive I won the Schumacher series with. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty. I think Luke has Luke's kept his B four point one. Yeah. Was his first car. Um, I think he might have kept one of the ones he won the junior championships with the four wheel drive or something. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. did did you win the um let's go through some of your results mate, 'cause I'm just, uh, while, while we're talking here, I'm I'm just just realising, you know, you had a couple of good result uh, wins at this the same series. Um didn't you win the F twos, threes, fours as well? Juniors, you win the juniors?
4: Yeah, I've won I think I've got two juniors, I've won the F threes, the F twos, then I, I won the Schumacher series, four wheel drive. Um, and just just like a lot of junior wins and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. The Schumacher Off-Road
2: Always Raining Series. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Every round was just torrential rain. Yeah, it wasn't
1: fun. No, definitely not. Um, what's your local cl- track? Have you got all um, clubs? Do you go to a club regularly or...?
4: We we don't do much club racing, to be fair. We my the closest one to us is Berry, um, which is about twenty minutes and then Southport's maybe an hour, hour and a quarter, something like that. Yeah. Um But no, we sort of we try not to do club racing. Um you know, we just do like national practice and stuff like that and Euros practice and but yeah, club racing I mean it's nice sometimes to just have a chilled club day.
1: Yeah, you don't know what you're missing, mate. You don't know what you're missing. <laughs> <laughs> nah, cool. All right, then, mate. Chris, you got any more questions?
2: Uh, no, mate. I think it's time for our uh, our famous
1: ones. Yeah. All right. Okay. Then. So, um, let's let's liven it up for the last um, couple of questions, mate. What What is the what is your favourite track that you've ever been to? And if you could go again to one tomorrow, which track would it be? Uh,
4: probably Pinerolo, Italy, just because of the the massive jumps that it had and stuff
1: like that was oh, that the one where everyone was bending chassis yeah yeah
4: we we raced team C um the first because we've had two years there the first year we had team C and I broke I was eight front gearbox cases on a foil drive
1: that's good that's pretty good going mate <laughs> that's pretty well, good
2: yeah, going. I, had seven, yeah, I had
1: seven runs <laughs> <laughs> you must have been quite <laughs> young then mate at the Pinerado we've like 14 sort of thing
4: can't was it 2017 or
1: something like that? I can't remember yeah. what year it was. It yeah, might mean you so, might if it was five years. It have been, you'd have been like 12. So you, yeah. you've been pretty lucky, mate. With uh, you know the family taking you around the world to, to race.
4: Yeah, I know my my granddad's been great with with that sort of thing. Give us our opportunities.
1: Yeah, cool, mum. Chris, second, going to go for the second one.
2: Yeah. So. If you could have sort of any of the cars you've uh, ever had again, which would be the one you'd take to that Pinarollo track?
4: Um, ooh, probably, probably the that my four wheel drive at the moment, the l one, Evo. because it's, I mean, on low grip it seems to be very, very good and there was
2: there was me I thought we had an understanding that nobody likes four wheel drive
1: <laughs> is that true
2: uh, that, well, is,
1: that is true mate that is true should be fair nobody likes have, you ever, have you ever driven any, raced anything else other than 10th off road buggies you ever done 8th or GT12 or anything like that no I've never I've never tried I want to do 8th to be fair um, you,
4: you've, you've ever, just
1: a bit you ever driven an 8th car
4: no, never
1: tried on. Mate. <laughs> yeah, I know they they look, I mean, but I'll
4: try on one day, you know I mean?
1: Yeah. When- you would find it so easy com- compared to a 10th two-wheel drive or eight. four, <laughs> honestly, it's crazy, mate, but don't get me wrong, it's not easy to drive, but 10th tenth, people just seem to f- fall into it and go, oh my God, this is great, so, <laughs> yeah. All right, mate, um, Chris, I think that's what it is, isn't it, mate? Should we get him to thank his sponsors?
2: Yes, mate. Of course, we
1: can. Okay, then. Do you want to thank anyone before we let you go, Josh? Friends, family, sponsors?
4: Yeah, um, just my sponsors: Schumacher, Hobbywing, and our House, and then, of course, my dad and granddad because I couldn't, I couldn't do it without them. So,
1: yeah. Nice one, mate. Nice one. All right, then, buddy. Um, thanks for coming on, Josh. All right, we'll, we'll um, yeah. dad, we'll see you uh, trackside pretty soon. All right.
4: Thanks for having me. Cheers. See you
1: soon, Josh. Bye. Bye. And he's gone. How about that?
2: Yeah. Lovely, lovely guy. Um, him and his brother. And uh, his nan and granddad were really nice to talk to last week as well. And they come across really well. They're a credit to Schumacher.
1: Cool, man. Cool. Did you, um, so how was your Euros week, mate? What? How, what? Let's give your experience of it.
2: It was, it was really good. I managed to get there with no dramas, um, which was always, always a nice start. Um, so yeah, got there, pulled up, got the got the van set up. We we're there for a week, so I put the awning up as well. Um, had a nice had a nice little walk around. It was like so apparent how much of a good job um, James and his team had done. So that was like Eugene Gally, um Steve Pearce all the guys that have helped absolutely you know so impressive how the place looked um so yeah got set up uh got the party village set up ready because you know we already knew Tommy was going to destroy somebody in the euro so <laughs> we got ready for that um and then on to sort of the free practice in the morning um yeah, it was really good. Car felt nice. Um, didn't really make many changes for the first two practices, just sort of got in, you know, got comfortable driving it again. Yeah. Um but it felt really quick. Um felt nice and sharp. Car felt good. I was managing to pump in some decent lap times for me. Um I think at times in, I mean in midwest I tend to have some good battles with as we've said Princess you know we're yeah, pretty yeah. On the track, but um obviously he was doing his usual, just being mega consistent um but I think I was managing to pull like a second to three quarters or half a second to three quarters of a second per lap on him in some of the runs, so I was thinking oh this is this is going really well here this is you know going really 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 nice, so I seeded into the qualifying above him um I suppose the track did change a little bit. I got hit with a bit of a a run where it was a bit damper. Yeah. Um. And I didn't didn't really get on with the car in that one. Um. Just making little just little errors, you know, running wide. I wasn't as consistent over five minutes as that. So, but we ended up qualifying in the same final, which was one up from the bottom. I think it's the eye. Um, yeah. And you know, I I was reasonably happy because. Obviously, two Euros before the Pinarolo one and the Reims one, um, there were several people sort of qualified below me who'd beaten me by a final or two in the last one. Yeah. So I, I took a bit of consolation knowing that, well, something's got to have been going right for me to do that. So two-wheel drive started off seventh on the grid, managed to make it up to fifth, Um just tried pushing a little bit too hard few errors creeping in that kind of stuff um and fifth was about all i could manage at that point so but now re- you know really really happy with it the the 6.4 felt really good it was a nice car to drive nice and easy
1: so just for this for the fans out there what chassis were you running and what shock package had you chosen
2: um i went with the the
1: 6.4 the longer uh, chassis
2: no, the six point four. Well, six point four D. So the shorter uh, chassis. Okay. Yeah, the shorter chassis. Um, I was running the thirteen mil shocks, but i I picked up some of Dave Burton's pistons. Yeah. Um, from TMG Speed, so I drilled those out so that there were equilateral holes rather than
0: just Triular. an odd one yeah, shoved
2: yeah. in there. So I was running one sixes, one sevens, three hole. Yeah. It felt really, really nice. Um, I did, I did run the the twelve mil springs because you can get them on if you put the twelve mil cup on the bottom. Yeah. Just because they felt just a little bit more consistent, and the car felt a little bit faster. Um The one thing I did do was our I, I, physical settings. I didn't really change much on the car; just a few small things here and there, little tweaks. Yeah. Nothing major. Um, but I did play around with the, uh, some of the speedo settings. So I just set it to come in a little bit faster. No, sorry, a little bit more more smooth. Yeah. And I also increased the amount of drag brake I ran. Yeah. Just purely because it felt really nice and smooth. It felt smoother going into the corner, and it felt like it helped me, helped me hold the line a bit better. Yeah. So... Did that, and yeah, the, the car felt really, really good. Um, I've got Jason was running um some of the old SG3 cells. Yeah. But, um, you know they've been, and he's like, I've got a mo- I'm opinion higher than yeah, I've got a faster motor in than yeah, why are you leaving me for dead down the straights? And um I, was like, oh, I don't know, mate. everything's turned down. There's you told no him boot. his
1: batteries were ten years old.
2: There was no boost, there was no turbo, um, there was nothing, you know, there was nothing on my speedo, I was just running it, just plain motor, that was it, and um, one of the rounds he'd forgot to charge a battery, so the only tech battery I had was one of the new, um, you know, the new SG5s that have got like 130c discharge, Yeah. and they're nothing, so I put one of them in his car and he was like, yeah, now we know why, that's like a it's like, yeah. So new cells in his car, and he was he, he was like, no, can't handle that. I want my old cells back. <laughs> <laughs> but now there were they were absolutely mental down the straight. I was only running a seven point five, and I was like, I was going down the straight just on pure seven point five, faster than people running sixes.
1: Yeah, you know, power down. Just the sheer power in the battery. What, what was that sweeper like at the end of the straight? Because it narrowed up on the exit, didn't it? You know, with that where that curve come, came out to it.
2: Uh, it. Honestly, that was probably my favourite section of the track. Um, that and the entry into the bomb hole and out of the bomb hole, where you could kind of sweep it in. Yeah. Uh, but the way the bomb hole banked, where they'd put the apex, if you hit it just right, the, the way it swept up and the like the raised wall, it kind of catapulted you back out of the. Yeah. Think just the right angle. Um. But that sweeper, it was really nice. It was it was frustrating when you got it wrong, but you know, when you nailed it and you were just blasting through there, skipping over the bumps, and you there was a couple of times where I was following a car and you were watching it and you come through there and you saw them slightly get it wrong, but you got it really right, and yeah. you just rip about 10 metres out of them going through it. <laughs> yeah. It, it just felt awesome when you got it right. It was really rewarding track to drive. Technical in some places and you know, difficult, yeah. Such a rewarding track to drive. It was a lovely layout.
1: What front tires did you use? Did you use the Schumacher's or did you use the pro lines?
2: Um, well, not uh, the, the pro lines were sort of there was no availability, um, so I was on the Schumacher's.
0: yeah.
2: Oh. I was quite, to be honest, had the pro lines have been available, I may have given them a try in practice,
0: yeah,
2: but I was just. I was very much focused this year on just trying to just get a predictable five minute yeah. car that I could just drive and push and be comfortable doing that with um, and I, man, I, I managed it I weirdly even more so with the four wheel drive than I normally
1: would Yeah. so how did you, you get on with the four wheel drive uh, well actually last question on two wheel drives did you was it a set, did you use a set of tyres running the end or did you reuse some
2: um, in two-wheel drive, yeah. I used a set per run. Front and per... back. Yeah, I just kept them the same, just for the balance. You, yeah, you didn't yeah. E two, just balance. The only, th- the, I think there was one or two runs where the kidney had, and I did try a second run set. Yeah, but I did, I did think on the two-wheel drive, you'd get a, I felt I was getting like five minutes in the first run when they were brand new. But then I was getting like three and a half four minutes in the second run. It yeah. seemed they were obviously a little bit more critical on that car um or at least on how I got it set up, because there was some people going a lot faster than me running three run tires yeah. um but four wheel drive I was pretty much doing two runs um two runs a set
1: yeah that's fair that's fair and on to four wheel drive how did you fare in that did you find did you enjoy that more or less or? were you like oh my God, this car so fast
2: ironically for um four-wheel drive i actually really really enjoyed four-wheel drive yeah um a few less entries um i see you did a final i see did a qualifying heat lower um but it was literally a case of you went wide and you lost 10 places yeah so it was crazy but um I had a good old moan because we were having to glue the sidewall on the front of the tyre on the front tyres you oh, were allowed yeah.
1: to do what happened with that? Because it, we we it heard was... halfway through the day, because obviously we were watching a little bit on on RC Racing TV, but yeah, what happened there?
2: Um it just got voted in at the team managers meeting.
1: On the first day. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, on the first day of four wheel drive. So we were allowed to do it, so we glued them up. Um and in all honesty mate I hate having to do it it's a right pain in the backside doing it but Christ it makes a difference
1: oh yeah absolutely yeah
2: it was like you could just hammer the car at the corner and it was like alright I'll do that yeah, yeah right. it was. It made it so much more easy to drive predictable you could really lead on the front end yeah so I was really enjoying four wheel drive I was in a nice heat Um, I was in a heat with I think it was, was it Martin Hadley I was in a couple with yeah uh, and you could just trust the people driving around you to not sort of splatter you off the track if you were doing well. It was very, very respectable, very well driven.
1: So how much of the tyre were you gluing? Were you just doing the sidewall or were you coming up onto the, the tread that you'd cut off? Because you are using meso uh, fronts, weren't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. I was just doing the sidewall and literally just coming up to where that first outside spike um, would have met the crack. Yeah. The sort of so just just over the corner really um but it did it made it such a nice nice thing you could just drive it really really well um but no it felt good i was running around in my heat mostly uh, second in my heat i was managing to consistently sort of put in times better than a few of the people above me and yeah, it was it was just really comfortable to drive. Nice, fast car. It looked really good. Um, you know, there was a couple that even like Jamie had watched him come over and went, "Your car looks really good." And I was like, "Nah, mate, it's just me making it look good. It's just crap, really." <laughs>
1: uh, Were you running twelve mil shocks on that?
2: Yeah, I, I was just running the uh, the standard seventy four point one. Um, just basically, pop yeah, apart from a diff in it as it comes out the box, mate. Nothing, nothing fancy oh. Oh, where,
1: where um, did, I, did,
2: did, you... make, I did make a few set changes with that I was talking to Jamie about it um, he suggested changing some of like the, the rear camber uh, sorry rear uh, towing because I, I was running quite a lot of tow but it was the car still didn't feel unstable with it um, so we changed that um, and I also took out you know the G10 braces yeah. that run across the spine of it Yeah, I took those out um, and that just really made it nice over the bumps. Um, I ran the diff with 300k in.
0: Yeah. I
2: know Marcus was doing the same with his diff, running a diff, not a slipper. I tried the slipper, but over the bumpy sections of the um, uh, Robin Hood, I just found the slipper. The slipper made it a little bit too unpredictable for me. Um, if you you know, so I, I went to that but I also ran 1.8 rear pistons with 1.7 front pistons as well. Yeah. So I went bigger on the holes on the pistons, but also went up on the oils and it felt so smooth. I've never felt that four wheel drive feel as good as that.
1: Yeah. What was the tra- uh, what was the um, you know, just you know where the loop used to be, so you come down the straight, around the little kink, and they, you know that roller that was out. That it was like a, a lump after the apex, going back up towards the the straight again. Yeah. In the when when I was watching that, it's almost like the cars has to come to a halt. And if you if you even lifted the car a little bit, like in a jump, it would barrel roll the car forwards. The, the, how did you find that? Was it hard to like not to take your time over that when you're in a race environment?
2: No, I wasn't barrel rolling forward.
1: Not uh, you, but not you in particular, just cars I'd seen, if you know what I mean, on the videos.
2: Was, there was a couple of places where I was getting in that. There was a couple of times I'd come round and I found like if you got into the power just a fraction too soon after that little sort of like hump that was on the apex, yeah, four wheel drive, I'd want a wheelie, but then by the time you had to brake, you'd kind of change flip the balance of the car and you'd put it too much on the nose, yeah. Um. So what I did was I went back into my speedo settings again and I've 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 never really paid too much attention to speedo settings, but of late I've really been playing with them and trying to sort of finesse them to make the car easier to drive. Yeah. Obviously on the four-wheel drive I was running some turbo. So what I did was instead of having it, you know, just come in with like one big nuclear lump of power, I turned the I turned the feeding rate down. So the how fast it comes in. So I set it to come in a little bit smoother, still only at full throttle with no delay. But for it to come in smoother.
0: Yeah.
2: And then I learnt from the two wheel drive that I preferred a bit of extra drag brake. Now I normally run quite little drag brake in the four wheel drive. But I just seemed I just tried it and I I really liked it. And that combined with Jamie's suggestion of taking out the g ten braces and the the small change to the towing on the rear end that in one in my fastest lap in the next run took nearly half a second off my fastest lap um and I felt really comfortable. I could consistently drive the car around in sort of like twenty four fours twenty four fives yeah, and then you could step it up a little bit when you needed to and sort of consistently do 24 ones 24 twos. but then when you really pushed it and it was on edge i was i managed like i think it was a 23 seven or a 23 five something like that so i had all bases covered and from there i just left the car and just changed the just changed the tires every two runs
1: yeah were you doing um i tell you what were you doing the fronts as well yeah yeah Are you were busy with the glue then
2: Oh, yeah, well, when they first announced it, the first thing I did was go on uh, FF Racing and order three more bottles of glue before we sold out.
1: Did they have to... Um, did you have to do the sidewall gluing in the compound as well?
2: No, no, there wasn't a tyre box like there's usually been. It's been... Um,
1: so you just got to glue your tyres in the, in the bay then?
2: You know, it's... Um, yeah, you glue them up and then... I'm going to throw a big shout out to literally the best tech officer ever, Stevie Brew. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say Aiden because Stevie was better. Um, so yeah, you glued them up, you got your sticker on, and then you could take them back to the uh, to the tent and yeah. you could glue them up. You didn't have to uh, compound your tires like you did at um, at Reams. Yeah. And I'm I'm guessing it's just because. That to be honest additive in a spike tire means it's on,
1: not on, a, on astro <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah got absolutely nothing and believe me there was more than enough grip out there yeah
1: um well, that's good it was laid back like that yeah. though mate I mean, isn't it you what sorry yes, I it was good it, that it, that you, that it was laid back like that you know
2: no honestly it was absolutely it was absolutely brilliant um such a nice atmosphere uh, you know, it was great. It was just great to be a part of again and to be on your home turf in the UK one. It, it was something, it was really special. Yeah.
1: What was, I mean, obviously, while we were there for the um, the the, the two wheel drive um, finale, um, yeah. and the place, was, I know we spoke about, we told me about this earlier, but obviously, you know, for me, first year as I'd ever been to, you know, and the place was on fire, you know, even before Tommy had won, you know, the, the spectating around the edges was, you know, everyone was just, just gagging for it, you know.
2: Yeah, it was amazing. I was watching, I was stood behind um, Graham and Julie yeah. Hall when Tommy won.
1: Yeah, i seen the videos,
2: yeah. <laughs> and as I was screaming like a girl, um, but as they were going down the straight, you got Graham leaning over the barrier. Graham's nearly fell over the barrier trying to look at Tommy. Um I am going to drop him under the bus as well, because you literally if that video would have turned about another 10 degrees to the right, there was a Mr. 110th section chairman himself hugging a drain pipe, crying.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so after I'd finished going going apes, here, I'd turn around I'd give Martin a hug. Um, it was just so nice to see, and um, I don't think anybody there was was gutted that Tommy won. Whether they were second or third in the A, I think everybody was so happy that he won. Um, and then to watch to watch Marcus in four wheel drive, that was that was somewhat special as well. Um, that kid's got no fear of any reputations. Yeah, you know, I mean, you watch the finals. The first two obviously didn't go even bother going out in the third one. What's the point? Um, he literally just sat behind Bruno and bullied him into making a mistake. Yeah. He just stuck his front shock tower under Bruno's rear wing and was like, right, mate, I'm not moving. And uh, he didn't touch him. He didn't nudge him. There wasn't even the the slightest bit of, you know, a wheel rub. There was absolutely nothing. And then when Bruno went wide on one of them, he just shot up the inside and he was gone.
1: It was weird, you know, because watching the commentary, you know, they were saying that, you know, that the the five-lap pace that Bruno had in that car when he wanted it was unreal. mm -hmm. But like you say, you need that five minute car, don't you? I mean I know Bruno obviously, you know, I'm not talking I'm never talking bad of anyone, especially not the world champ. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, but Marcus just see his cars he seemed to be so comfortable with the car. You know. Yeah. Um, so I was watching Unus car going around in in qualifying. It looked so good on the track. You know, the, the way it was going through the bumps and stuff.
2: Yeah, it was. Um Una's looked pretty good, but Marcus's was just like I think everything just came together, um, and I'm, 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 I said this to Tommy. I said, "No, no disrespect for Tommy. I know Tommy won four uh, two-wheel drive, but I think over the over the weekend, over the week, sorry, the best driver there over the whole week was Marcus. Yeah, he seconded two-wheel drive, won four-wheel drive, bullied a world champion into making a mistake. And let's be honest." Everybody thought Bruno was going to win four
0: wheel.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Could I say yeah any yeah. more times? Yeah, totally. Yeah,
2: but it was it was very much a case of like, you know, sometimes when you see kids coming through, um, there's that whole, oh well, we'll just wait until the torch is passed to us. Yeah. Not this time, mate. <laughs> Tommy, no. Tommy, um, the Holdsworth, Jamie uh, Marcus, even, and the one that absolutely was amazing is, um, was Noah Ben Mohammed, the young x-ray driver. I think he's from France. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like
1: super fast, man. If
2: if you're racing on the, if you're racing in Europe against that kid, I feel sorry for you.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, you've got your work cut out. Um, But these kids, they didn't—they didn't come to ask for the torch to be passed, mate. They came and took it. Yeah. They were just like, "Nah, sorry, boys, we're Did off." Did
1: you see that move that um, Noah poured on Olowski?
2: Oh, <laughs> absolutely! Absolutely, he put him in an envelope. Sealed it up, yeah. stuck a stamp on
1: Lowski and posted it. it. I mean, he mean, no, The reason Lowski was nowhere near that corner for was because they were going through there that fast. There was no way you think someone was going to stick one up the inside there because you're just yeah. going that fast through it and there he went, you know. Yeah, it was, it was really good.
2: Yeah, he absolutely. That kid's got so much talent Um, and you look, I mean, you look at like Marcus, there's just no fear there's no fear, and you combine that with the fact that he's 14 and got the reaction times of a house fly.
0: Yeah.
2: And then you add on top that he's that comfortable with the car, he's a hundred percent confident that no matter what he does with it, it's going to stick and do exactly what he's told it to.
0: Yeah.
2: And you combine all those three together. And he was, he was lined up on second and Bruno just had to put up with a raging bull for two runs and he yeah. couldn't. It yeah. was just, it was amazing to watch, mate. You,
0: yeah. I know
2: you're thinking of coming up on the Saturday, um, but, you, you know, I think you, you missed out on watching Yeah, Marcus announcing to Europe that I'm here now, boys.
1: Yeah. So, no, it was a good race, mate. It really, I, yeah. I watched it all on um, TV. Um uh, I've got to say you know the other guy I used to do this podcast but he did a pretty good job on the commentary um, and I watched the finals day and he commentated every final like it was the A final you know what I mean so everyone got their fair share <laughs> this is yeah. what you pay your ticket money for so if yeah. anyone out there hasn't seen any of the RC racing TV coverage have a look at it it's really good even if you just watch the finals you know there's some there's some good footage definitely some good footage they did a cracking job I don't know if you've seen any of it yet mate
2: um, I've watched my races back And I've watched yeah. a couple of um, Just friends back I watched obviously Tommy's final The top, the, the, the two wheel drive finals I watched those um, I watched a couple of like I watched my finals
0: yeah.
2: You know obviously in the four wheel drive I didn't quite manage to give Nat a battle But I, I think I managed fastest lap in the final So
1: Well that counts for everything mate
2: that's, It's a win in my book mate Yeah
1: yeah, so I won't, I won't take them because you got beaten by a girl because you got the fastest lap. So well done, well done, well yeah. done for well done for mentioning it as well. I know yeah, it's hard man. sometimes. Ah, brilliant. Um so, what, your, what are your plans for for this weekend or weekend off for the national or, or, or where I, are
2: you? I won't be racing again now until the next regional.
1: That's uh, the end of the month, that isn't
2: it? It's yeah, the Sunday because I. I I've got like six. Uh, next Saturday, I fly out to France for the family holiday.
1: People to France.
2: Yeah, we're going to the F one, um, the French F one, um, and then when I get back, I think I get back on the Wednesday, and it's Kiddy on the Sunday.
1: Yeah, class. I'm going to kiddie me this Sunday. We were going to go Sunday just gone, but the weather wasn't with us, and and it was yeah. going and it was because we'd like to go in the morning. It was going to rain between. Um, 10 and 12 so we just didn't bother was played in the street messed about Um, but we, it's the kiddie summer series this weekend so we're booked in for there yes and the weather's looking good actually um, it's supposed to be quite sunny for the over the weekend so that'll be cool
2: no it should be Um, I think we need to address obviously Oswestry
1: well th- yeah
2: Um, I think first off we need to say you know, I don't know if Ian's listening or if he's allowed to listen, if he's in hospital or whatever. Um, if you are, mate, get well soon. We all miss you. Um, you know, we can't wait to have you back on the track. Um, I think we've got to mention a couple of people. So, Malt yeah. and Gordy Phipps and... Ashley Williams's sister sorry I don't I don't know
1: I, her name I, I know her name was Kate I don't didn't know, him, didn't know well, her last name yeah.
2: so obviously Ashley helps run the Oswestry Club so his sister um literally definition of heroes that day um I know you called you were the one that shouted for the ambulance so well done to yourself you can go in with those as well that'll be the only compliment I ever give you but uh,
1: you know yeah uh, nah. well, I, I mean you know without was...
2: the yeah um a good friend of mine probably wouldn't be he,
1: here he was a very lucky man that day mate you know everything fell right um, yeah. you know the ambulance was on the way within three minutes you know like he, the guy was still on the phone to the ambulance service when we heard the sirens coming over the hill you know what I mean yeah. it was it was minutes they were there so and for Street, you know I, mean, I, I feel like I'm going on because I've, I've told this story a couple of times you know you know, we always moan about the NHS or you see people moan about the NHS Within yeah. twenty minutes, there was two ambulances, um, two police cars, um, a first responder heart think heart specialist guy, and an air ambulance. Within you know the the first lot were there within like twelve fifteen, and then the air ambulance was there. He was he was a very lucky man that day, mate. Very yeah, lucky yeah. man. So, but um, you know we, we that's what that brings us. That's because you mentioned Martin earlier um, during the forward drive um We've managed to get a well. Say we, you guys have organised a, a defib for the region now. Is that what's um, called a defib machine?
2: Yeah. So yeah. it's um there's now going to be a defib thanks to Martin Hadley um at all West Midlands regionals. um You can check out the photos. We thought it was very poignant that he had it handed over to him by over to Jason Green, who's obviously been a lifelong friend with Ian. Yeah. Um, so that's on there. You'll have seen links to a GoFundMe page all over the Grid GridTalk um, podcast page. Um, if everybody can either donate or share or, or do whatever you can, share it, get it out there. Let's see if we can make it viral. The mission of this charitable organisation that Martin Hadley has set up is to make it so that every region in the UK has a DFib um i don't know if people are aware it is coming down but the average the average age of people that play toy cars on a sunday in a, a race track is smack bang in the middle of the people most susceptible to cardiac arrests and heart attacks yep um so martin's charity it's called keep your heart racing um, he's managed to source defibs um, at a very, very cheap price for what they are, um, and considering they save a life, it's even cheaper. Uh, if you don't have a defib, your chances of survival are less than twenty percent. If you can have a, if you have a cardiac arrest and you can get a defib on your chest within three minutes, your chances skyrocket to over 75% chance of survival. Um, currently, Martin's able to get them for about £750. He had one that had been achieved through his page that he's brought, and that's been donated to the Midwest. Through a little bit of sharing so far, we've managed to raise approximately another £350, which is about half of the cost of a DFib but we want a defib in every region of the uk um ideally we'd like one at every track because as i said you know we are all you know
1: ian's got one of these machines outside his shop like literally you see the pen model sign and there's a box on the wall with a code so it's not just in his shop it's for public to use you know from from that building like
2: when you're on the phone to the ambulance, they will actually tell you where that is and tell you the code to do it from the 999 operator. So mm-hmm. if you're on the phone and you're like, somebody's had a cardiac arrest, no heartbeat, we need a defib, they can go, well, if you go 100 metres down the road, put this code into the box and you can get the defib out. Yeah. Obviously, we might not be able to do that in RC, but we would like to um, to have... Uh, every every regional at least to have one with them. Uh, nationals already do. Uh, regionals should do as well. Personally, I think it should be part of a club's uh, charter with the BRCA that they have to have one. Whether if it's a club that's at a leisure centre, fair enough, that counts. They've got one there. If it's a club, I'll use Telford because so I you know I help out there. I think we should have one for each club for every meeting.
0: Yeah,
2: it should be. Um, you know, there's there's three thousand members in the BRCA. Um, if every bit, I think Chris Oxley put this up. If every, if a pound from every person's membership got donated, that would be nearly four D fibs. Yeah. that could save four
1: lives I think you know I think the i have got more than I think Paul said to us it, it rotates around 8000 people Ten, yeah ten section
2: I think is
1: 3000 yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so yeah, I've no it, it's, it's brilliant mate you know and like I say I, I was speaking to I spoke to Martin at length on Wednesday um, yeah you know we had a, a right old natter um, uh, so yeah Martin thanks you know he's, um, he's most appreciated you know we we really yeah. behind what you're doing
2: and um, obviously I've been looking at the, some of the donations and i don't want to make any i don't want to embarrass anybody for for doing it but um you and payne um literally the day the link went out on the grid talk page donated a hundred pound so that's one seventh of the cost of a dfib for a region yeah. um so yeah. yeah if you if anybody everybody can share it get their friends to share it um Ideally, we'd like these defibs to sit unused and, and rot away. That'd be ideal, but we also need them there if something happens to one of our friends.
1: Yeah, and um we also—we um, i read on Facebook yesterday that uh, we lost Dave Church. Uh,
2: I did briefly read something yeah, about. Yeah,
1: um, obviously, no other details than that. Um, I saw a post his sister had made um, and they were waiting for um, the, the autopsy report or the coroner's report. So, yes, yeah, so other than that, we have no news. But, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll, I've been interviewed by him and, you know, spoke to him a, a few times. I've interviewed him on here. You know, um, he, he was a good guy. You know, um, so it, it's, um, it's a shame, mate. It's a
2: shame. Uh, yeah, and um, again, it's that age bracket, isn't it? Where the age bracket of toy car racers is smack bang in these in these
0: age yeah. brackets.
2: Things. So yeah. you know, okay. just if you can't, if you can donate, please do. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a pound, if it's two pound, ten pound, you know, if it's a grand, whatever you can do, that would be much appreciated. If you can't do that, obviously there's no, you know. Please yeah. share it so that maybe somebody that you know can donate the pound because we are you know we we need this it's it's not something that we're just doing as a as a random thing this there needs to be one of these
1: cool um at that mate do you want to thank the sponsors
2: uh yes mate so a a big thank you to Schumacher racing uh to c m l distribution and to will speed r c three great british companies check out their products put a um put an order in get what you want um and i am gonna say you know a big thank you to ian at pen models on my behalf because you know without him i wouldn't be able to race what i do you know he was the first person that ever gave me a deal he's helped so many people so you know get well soon mate
1: yeah cool and I'll thank the listeners guys thanks very much for getting involved with our podcast every week we really do enjoy reading your messages your likes your shares Um, don't forget to be in for the transfer prize at Christmas to like and share this or any other episode and that'll give you a raffle ticket for the Christmas draw Um, that's it thank you very much hopefully we might get the, um, the four wheel drive European champion on next week for a brief chat before our main guest. So we'll, we'll, we'll do our best for you. So that's it, Chris. You've been epic as always, mate. But I think it's uh, time to time to call it a night.
2: Yeah, mate. Getting
1: on a bit. So I'll uh, see in the morning. Safe, mate. Sure.